0: Welcome to Business Line's State of the Economy podcast, where you will find insight, analysis and the story behind the numbers.
1: Hello and welcome to BL podcast and it's yet another episode of State of the Economy. I am S. Ronendra Singh and today we have Manish Singhania, President, Federation of Automobile Dealers Associations, FADA, to talk about challenges and way forward in the Indian automobile industry. The auto retail sales in May demonstrated a 10% year-on-year growth, which is a positive performance across all vehicle categories, including two-wheeler, three-wheeler, passenger vehicles, tractor and commercial vehicles, with respected growth of 9%, 79%, 4%, 10%, and 7%. Despite a slight decline of 2% compared to pre-COVID levels, the overall retail figures relatively improved except for two wheelers which was 8% decline and commercial vehicles 7% decline being the primary segments which experienced slight setback. So for more details, let's hear it from Mr. Singhania. Hello and uh, welcome to BL podcast uh, Mr. Singhania. Just to start with, I wanted to understand what are the current scenario with the automobile dealers uh, side and what kind of challenges do you see?
0: So. Um... Yes, uh, auto and retail industry has been really fantastic and really doing well, pretty well. And uh, we have kind of recovered uh Quite well post-COVID and uh, actually auto industry had a double whammy in terms of, you know, transiting from uh, BS4 to BS6 plus then the COVID obviously hit and a lot of uh, things came in place. So, yes, uh, dealerships have recovered quite well. PV industry created a new record in terms of sales last financial year as well as tractor industry also created a new record in terms of sales right. so uh, these two segments are doing fantastically well two-wheeler continues to struggle uh, uh, by almost lagging behind 19 uh, percent compared to pre-covid level and tractor and uh, commercial vehicle is uh, nearing at par so mm-hmm. uh, while all these uh, kind of challenges the dealership has been facing and has overcome and uh, looking at the new financial year that has come in line We do see a few things that uh, we really need to take care of. First, I would really highlight on the inventory management now because uh, you, especially for the passenger car dealers, there's a kind of uh, misbalance between uh, the fast moving and uh, slow moving stocks. Mm -hmm. So kind of OEMs are... Billing uh, low variant models, uh, which are readily available with them and which require lesser semiconductors. And uh, uh, the actual demand is of higher variants. That continues to be in heavy booking with the uh, dealerships. Mm-hmm. so at one place uh the dealership stock is increasing in terms of uh, lower variant and uh that is what dealers need to be careful about and uh, keep the inventory in check because uh in the last month survey already the paid up stock was closing to 40 days which should ideally be around 21 days okay so that's the thing that uh, really need dealerships needs to be you know uh, careful about second i would like to emphasize upon liquidity in financing Mm -hmm. You know, as supplies improve, as the semiconductor and other vehicle supplies improve, it's the dealerships that's, uh, you know, uh, the stock level at the dealership will further go up. We really need to have this uh, fund available with us to uh, get the uh, accessible fund and affordable funds at the good uh, kind of interest rates available at the dealership for uh, enabling the billing of these uh, vehicles. Mm -hmm. Because turnaround time is very critical at dealership because dealerships normally operate at a very thin margin. So the quicker the turnaround, the better the profitability would be. Especially this uh, this, uh, kind of, uh, that's very critical for uh, our small dealerships where uh, turnaround has to be very because they have a limited fund and access to limited fund. So uh, it is very critical for that segment.
1: Right, right.
0: So, third challenge that I see is the advent of electric vehicles. Okay. So, on every segment we are seeing, you know, two-wheeler, passenger car, and uh, uh, three-wheeler has almost transited to electric vehicles. So,
1: right.
0: a lot of reconfiguration, reskilling, and, you know, the complete business model has to be reoriented over a period of time. EV, we still see a uh, horizon left because uh, by 2030, we see a penetration of 30%. Of, you know we workshop revenues would be less and there are fewer parts of service we need to focus on the body shop more Mm -hmm. and uh, uh, such kind of new kind of you know uh, transition would come in that dealership really need to take care and uh, then there's a lot of digital transformation happening across table right they're offering virtual showroom experiencing and implementing digital sales service tools real time you know you can view the vehicle that is being serviced in your workshop uh, apps and various kind of tools are uh, available to the customer to open their job cards they can see the progress of their work it's more transparent more real-time more realistic so these uh, dealerships need to you know adapt to all these changes and right. uh, ensure that uh, their manpower is updated with this uh, new digital friendly customer right one of uh, the things that we regularly talk about is lack of dealer protection act right. uh, like in uh, us and the uk and south africa we don't have uh, auto dealer protection act dedicated one right, right. Or a franchisee act while US, UK, and such developed countries, they do have a franchisee protection act. Mm-hmm. So uh, we are at as a dealership, we are at a disadvantage. And uh, we just have to sign on the dotted dotted line. And sometimes we have to, you know, just to comply to whatever the manufacturer has to say. So that needs to change fda is doing a lot of work on that, but that's a long goal that FADA has set in. Right. That, uh, we'll definitely work on what we have really you know worked upon was uh dealer agreements that we have formulated the model dealer agreement we have met a lot of oems now mm-hmm. and uh, shared the model dealer agreement which has been appreciated by um, a lot many and uh, we definitely see things changing in terms of uh, unbalanced dealer agreements so mm-hmm. these are the few things that uh, i see you know uh, the challenges that we talked about that dealers would be presenting uh, right. with the, in, the, in the coming years.
1: Right. So talking about dealer agreement, uh, there are uh, companies which are also uh, getting into direct-to-customer dealings. So right. do you see any impact uh, because of that also in the traditional dealership?
0: So uh, why why dealership? Because uh, dealership have their own aura of operation. Right. So if I'm operating from a certain city, I've got my own area of influence that the manufacturer needs uh, likes to encash on Mm -hmm. and there are a lot of things in the indian business you know uh, that a business has to face on a continuous basis on a local level that the dealer can attend to i do appreciate that uh, a company has really started doing this Mm -hmm. but uh, i think in the long run if they expand operations in india and they have already opened up experience centers in india uh, they were t- initially talking about only being 100% online, but uh, experience show uh, experience centers are like you know just a company owned outlet uh, that, that is being uh, done by those OEMs. Right. So that's a a kind of dealership that they have opened up. Just that they haven't allotted the dealership uh, to anybody, and it is owned by them. Mm-hmm. So the customer really, you know, is influenced by local influence, local contact, local touch, local point. And we this kind of we are a, a very kind of we are not a very professional country. We need to mingle with each other. We we need to know the dealer to buy a vehicle you right. know such kind of thing can really transform the buying decision of the customer right. so i think it is very very pertinent for uh, being uh, having a, a dealership model in india and uh, it delivers a lot of value mm-hmm. and uh, I think uh, with over, over a period of time uh, i see these models will change and eventually dealerships will be established to sell a higher, maybe for a lower volume, it's okay. But when you go on a larger scale, larger volume, you'll need dealerships to do so. Mm -hmm.
1: That leads to my uh, related question to it. Like, uh, what is the share of online sales now? Because a lot of companies are also getting into online marketing. So is that also affecting the traditional dealer uh, networks?
0: So online sales uh, actually hasn't really happened in India. We do see a lot of customers getting into online booking of the vehicle uh-huh. and while doing so, they might have experienced the vehicle beforehand at uh, maybe a friend's place or a relative's place or a existing customer's uh, vehicle. Okay. Or maybe they might have visited the dealership before you know, booking the vehicle online but okay. you know the complete sales process being online i don't think any companies offering they have various companies had in various times uh, come out with various schemes to promote online booking and online sales mm-hmm. but somehow the other like i don't think they have been very, very successful it was a mixed bag of response with uh, dealers pushing the Online booking so that the customer could get higher incentive or a higher benefit mm-hmm. uh, because the OEM was offering a higher benefit or a higher scheme of while uh, booking the vehicle online or getting the vehicle delivered through online booking. Right. So uh, I think uh, that is a long way to still to go in India. Uh, i don't think the customer uh, because it's a very f- personal thing after it's a major investment for a customer after buying a house maybe being a house i think it's the second or a third or uh, after education it should be the second or third largest investment in a person's life right. so uh, nobody wants to go for a just you know trial and error method they, they want to be certain what they are going to invest in what they are going to buy what they are going to own what they are going to drive so it's a very personal experience and uh, I think uh, online complete sales is a, still a long way to go in India.
1: Can you tell me what is the share of online uh, right now sales right now? Is there any kind of numbers or figures on that?
0: No, sale again, I would say there is no time, uh, data to say, okay. uh, but sale would be very minuscule. I don't think it would be much much below five percent or three percent or something like that okay okay, uh, okay. Sales, okay. Is hard. sales is not happening which you please tell me which company gives you online sale option booking right. option everything but finally at the dealership dealers are uh ready to uh you know give you a test drive at your home also but right. uh, experience of that vehicle is required
1: right so coming back to the industry again, uh, we have seen, uh, you know, 10% growth, year-on-year growth during May. But as compared to pre-COVID levels as uh, shared by FADA, the number is still not, uh, you know, uh, equalized there yet. When do we see the sales will uh, surpass the pre-COVID levels or at least come to the similar levels?
0: So I think... Uh yes we are still down by two percent in the month of may uh, compared to pre covid level but uh, uh, actually what is laying out uh, the complete automobile sales is the two-wheeler segment Mm -hmm. two-wheeler segment has not been able to you know uh, perform well and uh, it has been you know only in the festive months or or the marriage season months we see a spike in uh, two-wheeler sales otherwise it continues to pull down uh, numbers and Exactly, you know, uh, pulls down the two-wheeler number that we need to understand. It is, mm-hmm. you know, uh, we have been consistently talking about uh, the Bharat, the rural market that has really not recovered from the pre-COVID level. From the COVID times, there was a lot of stress, a lot of money lost in terms of uh, treatment, a lot of money lost in terms of uh, unemployment so uh, these things have really taken a lot of migration remigration uh, happened to their native towns so all these has taken a huge toll in uh, individual uh, rural households mm-hmm. and uh, even though we had good monsoons uh, last couple of years decent monsoons i should say and uh, Uh, in government rolling out works in terms of mandrega and uh, support price for farm products that has been good in uh, recently they have also increased the support price but uh, uh, the rural market continues to see the stress i think uh, we would need two very good monsoon season to you know really get the two-year market really out of its or the rural market out of its you know kind of loss or the gap that they are creating i think uh, we really need to support our rural market and uh, government needs to support and one way that we had suggested was reduction in it's absolutely the right time for reduction in uh, gst of uh, Mm two-wheeler mobility is an essential part in rural market semi urban market we don't have very robust uh, public transport systems available so uh, owning a vehicle is a must uh, for mobility purposes in rural market, uh, distances are high, so and the in passenger vehicle, tractor, we are great, we are seeing new highs. Commercial vehicle is almost close to the point of recovery pre-COVID right. level, but uh, two wheeler continues to go down, and uh, this is the right time to reduce GST from 28 percent, not making it uh, you know kind of you know. Uh, Keep it keeping it in the syntax kind of make it affordable. See vehicle prices by transiting from BS4 to BS6. Entry level two wheeler has gone up by almost 50%. Right. Plus the, the additional cost of these supply chain costs going up, raw metal costs going up, semiconductor, all these has further incremented the cost of vehicle, which is making it a vehicle unaffordable to the rural market, rural uh, customer. So and, and uh, rather than considering it as a luxury, we should consider it as a necessity and uh, reduce the GST so that uh, uh, two wheelers become more affordable and they can recover faster. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have already, already seen, you know, uh, we are a price sensitive market and uh, all these fluctuating cost of acquisition in terms of prices gone up uh, and the cost of operation in terms of fluctuating fuel prices volatile fuel prices have uh, really disrupted the market right so and on top of that uh, from uh, the rbi has been con- consistently increasing the rates interest rates all these have, you know kind of impacted the uh rural market so that continues to pull down i think uh, it is the right time to transit from uh, 28% to 18%
1: gst mm-hmm. so without this uh, uh, you don't see uh, the growth coming back in th- this, year, so this year
0: within this year i am very doubtful because uh, all i already talked about a good monsoon but right us already us has already predicted three four times that El Nino strong El Nino effect would be applicable in these monsoon season. If that comes into play,
1: uh-huh.
0: that can really delay you know the, the recovery of the rural market. Uh-huh. We need good rains because what is the income of a farmer? What is the income in rural market? That's right. only farming agriculture. Right. right. So if we don't, if they don't have a two year consistent good crop with a good MSP price supported by the government. They won't be able to make through. Mm-hmm. So that is what is required.
1: Mm-hmm. So in the scooter segment, is electric vehicle also playing a spoil spot in the growth of the two-wheeler market? So,
0: uh, I won't say that uh, exactly mm-hmm. because, uh, see, the highest penetration we could see was in the month of May only. Right. That was 8% and I think that was reduction in uh, uh, fame subsidy that was, you know, kind of uh, kind of brought the customer to showroom to buy the vehicle before the subsidy gets, uh, you know, kind of lessened. Mm-hmm. So, there was spike in buying in the month of May. Mm-hmm. and average penetration has been close to five percent six percent six percent say right so though the numbers have been consistently increasing but the overall penetration is still hovering around six percent
1: mm-hmm.
0: so i <laughs> i won't see i won't say it is is right now playing a spoiled sport i think uh, advent of new technologies and uh, new options to the customer will only expand the market rather than contract the market it will right. only create new new segments new new customers so uh, i don't think any dealer would be kind of apprehensive about uh, ev coming into play they we are very positive and that will bring in new category of customers to us
1: right right would that also lead to the uh, expansion of dealerships and yeah, what but- kind of dealers network do we expect in uh, in the next few months
0: Yeah, definitely. That is definitely there. Uh, See, Indian automakers go by a certain kind of, you know, benchmark, wherein, you know, a dealer should, in a certain area, should sell, depending on the OEM, this number of vehicles, and they normally tend to appoint another dealer when that uh, benchmark is breached. Uh, so that to be able to provide uh, another dealership mm-hmm. uh, which may go to the existing dealer or a new person, that's a different matter.
1: Right.
0: But uh, to give a be- better approach and uh, serviceability to the, to the customer, they continuously appoint new dealers. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, the first, what uh, FAD propagates is the first right to refusal should always go to the existing dealer mm-hmm. because uh, he or she has been cultivating that market and developing that market. So any opportunity to earn or further his or her business that should be given to existing leader. Right. So obviously with increasing volume, increasing, you know, uh, if you look at our cities, they are expanding like crazy,
1: Right.
0: especially uh, city areas, they have been expanding and they've been growing. Mm-hmm. So with growing uh, cities, new boundaries coming in. So customer news needs to be serviced at various places new pockets new markets new economic centers will come in
1: mm-hmm.
0: new commercial hubs will come in new transport hubs will come in there we need to be have present we need to be present at the customers doorstep right so i guess uh, and uh, uh, we dealers uh, we as dealers continue to tend to continue uh, uh, a uh you know we uh, continuously identify such pockets and we try to place our own infrastructure in place so that we are able to uh, service customer better, mm-hmm. comfortable access to the dealership, all this. Uh, and nowadays, now uh, with the advent of digital technologies, OEM also now understands and appreciates the requirement of smaller infrastructure rather than, you know, going gung-ho and, you know, building Taj Mahals rather than that, uh, smaller infrastructure, but more in numbers. Mm-hmm. So that should be the actually uh, the model. So mm-hmm. that we are able to cater to more markets and more customers.
1: And also, uh, Mr. Singhania, uh, the RBI has kept unchanged the repo rate. Right, right, So, what kind of impact do you see? Is that a positive uh, because a lot of you know buying is also and especially uh, in terms of financing it depends on a lot of uh, on the repo rate also so it has it has been unchanged so do you th- do you see any impact of that or
0: you are uh, kind of uh, apprehensive what the rbi would be doing mm-hmm. but uh, it's uh, uh, repo rate being unchanged is very good for the auto industry uh, where we have already seen such a huge increment in uh, interest rates over a period of uh, last one year in fact mm-hmm. uh, so uh 90 percent or 95 percent of the vehicle purchase are financed okay. and uh, and any increment in rate will uh, see it has a short-term effect on an immediate basis you know the customer starts start saying key are b- interested but yeah so any kind of uh, not a very need-based buying only the need very needy customer goes for the buying then and right. if a customer is just adding another vehicle to his fleet or his his home, his or her home, they kind of you know, just that you be the interest rate has increase. Increase, they tend to you know delay the buying by one or two months. Right. So, so that didn't set in. That's a good thing that uh, RBA could maintain the repo rate. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, that's a breather for the auto industry.
1: Okay. Okay. And uh, on uh, luxury car sales uh, in 2022 uh, calendar year, also we have seen uh, one of the best years. So, do we see the uh, similar kind of numbers of growth this year too? And also, they are also uh, expanding the networks. So, what kind of additions do you see there from so, FDA side?
0: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I think uh, the best bookings taken uh, by any segment in passenger uh, car dealers is, is the high-end segment. Right. Their, their models have been in extreme short shortage. And uh, there has been a lot of discontinuation of existing models. Diesel models are almost, you know, gone from the face of the market. Petrol and uh, EV models are coming in new models. And uh, I think uh, their uh, number of bookings is pretty high. They have been doing good. And mm-hmm. uh, I think in coming months or come, this financial year, they would be still be performing even better because supplies are definitely increasing. That is there now we haven't seen any disruption de- happening, but uh, we definitely expect that uh, over a period of time supplies will improve. So as uh, supplies improve, uh, the uh, delivery of uh, uh, booked vehicle would happen. Okay. And uh, I, I don't see, you know, uh, with already such uh, huge bookings available. See when, please understand when dealerships are created, when there is certain volume available at the OEM which they are not able to retail in the market okay right. then there is an additional requirement of dealership or when the market is rapidly expanding and we need to cater to new segment or maybe we go from tire one towns to tire two or tire three towns such kind of things so already we have to we have talked about you know rural distance that continues i don't think rural distress would recover so soon mm-hmm. and this profile of customers post covid has been on a buying spree mm-hmm. and uh, whether it is travel or uh, owning a vehicle or owning a house everywhere we can see huge increment happening so that profile of customers had been really spending out going out every places buying going vehicles so other mm-hmm. than uh, with the existing number of bookings available at the premium dealerships i think uh, very uh, few dealers new dealerships will be added but yeah certainly we uh, with the increasing production the demand and the growth would in this segment would be quite uh, i mean compared to a normal PV segment uh, the growth would be much better than the suv segment in fact
1: okay thank you so much for your time mr singhanya thank you thank you so much thank Thank you. you